let's bow our heads and go before the Lord. Especially, Lord, this day, I lift up all the health care workers and the first responders, school teachers, all these people that are dealing with this, this pandemic and have been dealing with it. I think how worn out I am and to think those who are on the front line. We give you thanks for each and every person working and we ask that those who, who do get the virus, that you keep them safe and may they recover, Lord. You are the Lord of light and joy. The daylight hours are starting to come a little longer for us, Lord. Evening comes a little later. Morning dawn is a little earlier. But the darkness in our world and at times in our hearts persists. We continue to look at the miraculous ways that you work in our lives as mere stories or happenstance. How foolish we can be. From the beginning of all this, you have poured your love and your light into this world and into our lives. You've offered us countless blessings and opportunities for service, some of which we follow and others that we have ignored. You forgive and heal our spirits as we continue to bring before you names and situations of people that are in the direst need. We just ask for your healing mercies in, on them and also for us. Even at times as we wonder if you really are with us. Turn our moaning and crying into songs of praise and hope. Give us spirits of trust and rejoicing that we may truly be your people all of our days. Prepare us to serve joyfully in your creation. And we ask this in Jesus' name and all God's children say, Amen. Today's uh, scripture comes from one of John's letters. We know John, he's one of the 12 disciples. He, he's given credit for writing the Gospel of John, the, the first and second letters of John, and also Revelation. And I just ask that you hear these words. I'll be reading the first uh, section. It's the first chapter, verses 5 to 7. Just ask that you hear these words of our Lord. This is the message. And the Amplified Bible adds to that of God's promised revelation, which we have heard from him and now announce to you that God is light. He is holy. His message is truthful. He is perfect in righteousness. And in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we really walk in the light, and again, the Amplified Bible loves this to help bring out the original meaning from that original language. They add, walk in the light, that is, live each and every day in conformity with the precepts of God as he himself is in the light. We have true, unbroken fellowship with one another. He with us and us with him. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. By erasing the stain of sin, 
keeping us cleansed from sin in all its forms and manifestations. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Today we're the last uh, week of this series renewed that I started as we were getting ready for the new year. I thought it was a good time to think of things and I know I felt like I needed to be renewed. You know, and we go to God and he helps renew our spirit, especially when we, we repent and we turn away from things we're doing that aren't God's will for our lives. You know, God offers us a renewed purpose as he, he guides us, he points us in the direction he wishes us to go. And it's because we have a God who so is int intimately involved in our lives, involved in creation, that we never have to resign ourselves to those feelings of hopelessness and brokenness that surround us and at times feel like they're crushing us. We can experience this renewal. And today I want to talk about community, a renewal of community. When I say community, we often think of where we live. But what I really want to talk about is community, when I use that word today, is the people. Just like when we say church, we think of this building. But the church are you who are sitting in the pews this day. Even people who may be dialing in or watching a video online, they're the church. They're the actual church. They're the community that I'm talking about today. And as I was thinking about community and how important it is to try to Follow God's will for our lives. I thought back growing up, maybe it was you, maybe it wasn't. But if you had friends who seemed to get in trouble a lot, mom and dad might have said, don't hang around that person. They're a bad influence. They'll lead you in the wrong direction. And the truth is, as we get older and we learn, maybe mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, whoever it was, maybe they weren't so wrong because we learned that. Who we hang around with really does influence the, the trajectory of our lives. They can have a positive impact or they can have a negative impact in our lives. The choice of who we're in fellowship with, to put it another way, may be one of the most important decisions we make. You can say, show me your friends and I can show you the direction of your life. Many of us today have chosen wonderful friendships. We have that support of family, friends, co-workers, maybe neighbors. We were constantly encouraged and we help encourage them. They help push us forward as we help push them forward. They help carry us through those tough times. A good friendship is a two-way street. You give and you receive in a selfless and a committed community. However, some people make the wrong choice. They find themselves in friendships that do more harm than good. They don't have people who encourage them or do what's best for them. Sometimes we get taken advantage of by people we thought we could trust. Maybe today you need to hear that we can experience renewal in our fellowship, in our community, the people that we surround ourselves. We can renew that. It can be renewed. When we follow God's will, when we follow God's will, that's what John was writing about, and we walk in his ways, 
it enriches our life. I like to use the analogy of the light of God shines into us and it kind of we reflect that into the people around us. John knew about that. He was one of the 12 disciples. They followed Jesus for around three years. They weren't perfect. They made mistakes. They fought amongst themselves. But they were with them together through the ups and downs of their life. And 1 John, he, he's reminding us of the importance, especially in these early chapters, of being mindful of who we surround ourselves with, who we walk with in our lives. In chapter 2, verses 5 to 6, he wrote this. But whoever habitually keeps his word and obeys his precepts, in him the love of God has truly been perfected. By this we know for certain that we are in him. Whoever says he lives in Christ, and the Amplified Bible says that is, whoever says he's accepted him as God and Savior ought, as a moral obligation, to walk and conduct himself just as he walked and conducted himself. Sometimes that seems like an impossibility in my life. But he's offering us these words as kind of like a litmus test for the people, the community we surround ourselves at. We're a part of it. He says the mark of a committed follower of Jesus, if you want to say Christian, a committed Christian, is someone who keeps the commands of God. The kind of person who believes what our Bible says. I always said, I believe it because Jesus said it. So I kind of take that as a first step in, in trying to bring understanding to a situation. People who are committed Christians or committed followers of Jesus, they they realize how important it is to repent of our sin when we fall short, which is a lot of time, because none of us are perfect. Jesus said that we repent. We turn away and we try to do better the next time. We believe it's important to serve people. Paul wrote a whole chapter in 2 Philippians about serving each other in this fellowship and then outside into the world. They believe it's important to be reconciled to one another. That's why God came to earth in Jesus. Jesus came so that the world could be reconciled through him. We, committed Christians, believe it's important to keep our word. Again, Jesus tells us that. He also says that it's important to pray for one another. When we go through difficult times in our life, that's when our true friends are really revealed. We always need to have a somber assessment of who we're surrounding ourselves with. Are they bringing us down or helping lift us up? Am I able to lift them up? John points out that the community we spend our time in we have to make sure where we're committing our time to. If we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. 
amplified Bible. That's true and unbroken when we're trying to follow Jesus and we're in fellowship with one another. We're in fellowship with each other, but more importantly, we're in fellowship with God. That needs to be our, our main focus, this vertical relationship. Because if that gets out of kilter, it's going to affect our horizontal relationships with the people in our lives. God's inviting us to live our lives in, in full exposure, in the light. They say the light. The light is God's goodness. It says we cannot claim to have community, be in relationship with God, and yet walk in and live in darkness because God's light shines into us. We say that we have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness of sin we lie and do not practice the truth. Light is helpful for renewal in our lives. Without light, the darkness allows the brokenness and the sin to remain hidden. I think of my house. Even though we've moved in recently, we have animals. Anyone who has animals know there's lots of dirt, hair, and things that you think the house is clean, but then you look underneath a piece of furniture, you look in a corner maybe that's dark, you see all this stuff. Ooh, not as clean as I thought it was. And that's what God's light does for us in our lives. It shines into our lives and say, oh yeah, I do need to work on that. I do need to work on that. See, when we walk with God in his light, he invites us to clean. Get cleaned up. Of our attitudes and behaviors that aren't in line with his will for us. He does that so that we can be renewed and we can help renew the communities we're a part of. When we say he is with us, and we can say that confidently, and we are with him, that's what we call a blessed community. It's a healthy community. A strong fellowship begins with this deep connection to God. The connection allows for genuine and beautiful fellowship with other people. And do you think that the people you're with the most, do they help encourage you and build you up? Help drive you down? Now, oftentimes we think, ah, I can't change that. It's impossible. But when we walk in the light of God, we have nothing to hide. We can be honest with our friends. Joyce Meyer says that if you keep your mind going in the right direction, your life will catch up. That's a good point. We just have to keep focused on doing the right thing and following God's will and letting his light shine. The thing is, we can be catalysts for renewal in our community. Just by letting God work in our lives. God works in our lives. His light shines out so others take notice. Sometimes it's just a little change and a whole community can be renewed. There's a story of a low-income community in Mexico, which I'm sure if anyone's been there, we know. That's what they're made out of. But this one 
was riddled with violence and crime. And they tried for years to fix it. They couldn't get the problem overcome. The poor families who lived there lived in constant fear. It wasn't until the city decided, we're going to do something different. And they painted the whole city like a rainbow. 200 homes and buildings painted all different colors. It covered up the, the dreary white and the dirt. It had this fresh outlook. And the most credible, incredible thing happened is violence dropped. Crime dropped. The city became a safe haven all because of just a little change. A little change in that community was renewed. We're all able to be cleansed of the dirt of this world, the, the sin in our lives. Your community can be cleansed of all sin. It only happens in one way, and that's through the blood of Jesus. See, we were never meant to live this life alone. I always think back to the very beginning in Genesis. God's noticing Adam and saying, it's not good for him to be alone. So he created Eve. Good for man to be alone. It's not good for us. We need community. We need a healthy community. God's intention was always been for us to, to walk with him by the power of the Holy Spirit that he gives us and covered with the blood of We're always meant to find strength and get encouragement from people that are part of our lives. When we walk, let the light of God shine amongst those people. We find strength from our fellowship with God and a fellowship with others in order to bring this hope that we have out to other people. Your life could be a light to someone that needs to see that the light could change their way. When they understand the truth of Jesus' love and sacrifice for them. And one of the problems we as Christians have is that these Sunday morning gatherings have lost their relevance in our culture today. And we can bemoan that, think about that's the problem with the world today. Either way, we gather here because we understand how important it is to gather Sunday morning in the community of other people who are following Jesus. Sunday worship has always been and will always be important to us because we know we know what it brings to our lives. We get engaged, we get encouraged, we get equipped through these gatherings on Sunday morning. When we gather around Jesus, wherever we are, we get encouraged, we get equipped. Because we gather together with people around Jesus outside the walls of this building. And one of the blessings for me as a pastor is as I've watched people grow in their faith, they get a little bit more understanding of what God is and how God loves them. And they reach out. When they reach out into other people's lives, wonderful. So ways that we can impact other people is just we already gather with people throughout our lives. Of course, now that the pandemic's hit, we've stopped a lot of that. But I know we used to go out and have meals with our friends. Maybe just get together over a hobby. Get together, read through a book, and just talk about it. All these 
groupings, all these communities that we have, can be situations where we, we bring Jesus and his light into that group. And we begin by just asking God for his, to show us, shine the light where you want me to go, Lord. When we as followers of Jesus gather together, we know, he said, wherever two or more are gathered in my name, he's there with us. Christ's light can shine out of us into our friends and our family and our co-workers. I'm committed. I hope by the end of the year we can have several groups going outside these walls of people just living life with their friends and family and getting together to, to talk about how what God means and how God can help. Even if it's a hobby or you still can bring Jesus into those discussions. And I feel it's important because the world is rapidly changing. The importance of the church has diminished, but it still needs a church. What's the church? The people. He's the people who are rooted in God's word. They, they bring the faith from the last thousand years since the, the time of Christ. That church, that Christian church, the orthodoxy of what it means to be a group of people who follow Jesus. And the traditions that we still follow. But you're fluent, can talk in the language of the outside these walls. What's going on in the real world? Whether it's fishing or hunting or bowling or just going out to eat together. The great inheritance, our faith that needs and must be passed on to the next generations that follow us. And God is working on it. We may think, and, oh my gosh, it's, woe is us. But God is working. We just have to look for where he wants us to go. Where is he pointing us to impact our community? Just always remember the community that you choose to could be the difference between living in darkness or walking in the light. First, enter into that fellowship with God. That's the most important relationship we each have. And that fellowship ensures that we can bring that light into other people's lives. The light of truth. Never forget the church isn't this building, it's you, it's the people. It's a beautiful thing when people get together, fellowship with, with God and fellowship with each other, so that Christ's light can shine into the darkness. Amen.